We live our lives in little boxes, our safe spaces. We follow a certain lifestyle, a monotonous routine, which we get so used to that we start considering it as normal. How often do we step out of our comfort zones and try something we wouldn't usually do? If I were to ask, when was the last time you did something and felt alive? In today's episode of the YB Podcast, I have with me Rida Albarudi, a 21-year-old Syrian who moved to Germany and is now living his dream. From taking up challenges to travel to islands with no money, to meditating under the Northern Lights. His story has deeply inspired me ever since I saw his episode with The Yes Theory. The Yes Theory are a YouTube channel, a group of three men from different parts of the world who've come together to seek discomfort and say yes to crazy adventures. <laughs> That's great, by the way. I'm Rida, I'm 21 years old, Syrian who stays in Germany. And um, I found out about Yes Theory almost three years ago. And um, at first it was a recommendation video on YouTube. And was, I think the first video that I saw was sneaking in. The video when you sneak into the theater and such, and the zoo. And, and then I saw that video and I, like, I didn't see any videos of them. And then after two months, they have uploaded a lot of videos. So I did like a marathon of all the videos that they uploaded. And I was really like stoked about what they're doing. And the, the message, especially like love over fear and the idea of the group of friends and each group in each person comes from a different corner of the world. So it got me really uh, attracted to this idea and to this YouTube channel. And since then, I've been watching them like each week and it's like, yeah, the, today is Sunday, there's a new video and such. It's like as if you're watching a series on a TV or something. And then um, one day they announced that they're opening a Facebook group for the community to contact and such. I was like, this is my moment. Um, so I entered, started searching for people who live in my city in Germany and uh, my city where i live it's really small so there's like the chances to find people is really rare in the beginning of the group especially there was like 1000 2000 and um yeah it was really rare so i found one person and i was started connecting like yeah i live in Aachen. we should meet and like the idea and such and we agreed that we're gonna search for new people in the group and slowly we started we turned we created a group from two members to five to ten and we went around a lot active because people were new to this idea and meeting strangers and going outside even though they they liked the idea but there's always this wall that yeah, pulls you uh, back so um, we, we so the first meetup was we were like talking in the group and chatting and it, and it was like 12 a.m and then um, i was like hey guys when are we gonna meet and someone said now and i was like wait a sec what do you mean now it's 12 a.m in the morning it was like yeah now and he sent a screenshot that he's checking the buses that goes to the city i was like hell yeah man i'm going he's like yeah i'm gonna be there and so we went to the area where 
the meeting point with like three people and in the same area there was like 25 students who were doing this crazy rally all around the the city do crazy tasks and and stuff to take points for their teams and we're like should we talk to them should we not should we talk to them and we talked to them and they were really spontaneous like yeah you can join and such and we joined them and like we went to a party with them and everything and i had to go back home because next day i had um, a language school but one of the ESFAM members at the beginning he went with them to the villa that they are staying in in belgium and he was like this is the craziest night ever <laughs> wow. like since since then i was like this is crazy crazy i need to continue through this path and slowly this group became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and even the group on facebook so you can find more people and since then like the the groups in belgium in the netherlands in germany they were trying to connect each other and um they created organized this um international meetup in maastricht like it's a city in the netherlands in the south of the netherlands and it's really close to the german border and um, belgian border so all of esfam who live in germany netherlands and belgium came to the city and it was the first international meetup for esfam and it was crazy this like seeing people for the first time and seeing them now into the into the esfam it's crazy the difference and how at first we were like really um like nervous and shy and slowly this this that we change it's, it's really uh, nice so you hosted um yes fam meets at your house as well the, yeah i've hosted a lot of people at my place even though like it's sick discomfort for me but i don't know i just do it <laughs> it was like even though i was do you know couch surfing yeah so couch surfing for the people who doesn't know it's a website if you're a traveler you post that you're traveling to the city and someone let you crash his couch so um i used to use couchsurfing as traveler but i've never dared to seek discomfort and host someone because i was scared that something was going to happen and, and i know when when the international the first international yes fam i convinced people to go back to aachen to party at my place and <laughs> and crash there and yeah it was it was really seeking discomfort and the fun part the part is two weeks before the meetup i told my roommates like yeah some friends they're gonna come over and party and such and they were like yeah it's fine no worries and at the same night of the the meetup they came back to my place and i invited my roommate to sit with us and he everybody was talking and like we're like 12 people 14 people and my roommate asked of one of the yes fam people that i met in the same day he was like yeah how did you meet Ruda? he was like yeah we just met him today it was like oh, only you it was like no all of us we just met today and he looked at me i was sitting against him i was like hey 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 dude it was like what it's, they're saying that you just met them today. I was like, yeah. 
then how do you tell me two weeks ago that your friend's gonna come over? I was like, yeah, a stranger is a friend that you've never met before, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was one of the funniest moments <laughs> with my roommates. And then they were like, oh, this guy is crazy. He's becoming, he's, he's bringing strangers at home. And then I was like, oh, it's, they, they stayed over, they stayed on the couch. I didn't have any problems. I was like, yeah, it's it's not as bad as it seems. So why not? And since then, um, crazy stuff is going on. <laughs> so how long have you been in Germany now? Um, I've been in Germany, like, in next September, I will be three years. So you're studying there right now? Yeah, I'm studying mechanical engineering in Aachen. It's the most west city in Germany. What about you? Uh, so I am just now in my second year. I'm doing uh, English literature. And oh, that's uh, nice. I also uh, so I've now started making videos. So I've been traveling since the past two years. And the first time I traveled alone was uh, in 2018 when I went for this camp. So we had a camp in LA where we met um, with 30 strangers from all around the world. And we all met up at the camp and we stayed for a week in the forest without like our phones, without any internet. And that was, that was a crazy experience. I think it all started from then. You just meet people and you're just like, okay, this is what I want to do forever now. Yeah, exactly. That was very exciting. Um, also, Ramzan Mubarak. Ah, so, thank you, thank you. Ramadan Mubarak for all, to all the listeners. So, uh, how did you move to Germany and what was that like for you? So, um, back to Syria before getting the visa, I finished my high school and I was like, okay, sign up to the uni as the normal people do. And through studying, through that time, they were like, um, the crisis in Syria was at the climax, like it's like really bad. And all the embassies in Syria were closed because of the, like, the danger and such and so um, so if one people want to travel they need to travel to Lebanon and do an interview there in the embassies and the German embassy there they didn't accept Syrians to apply for visas because all the visa all the Syrians were going illegal so they were scared that, yeah, if we give this person a visa, the first thing they, they're going to do when they arrive to Germany is to um, ask to be a refugee. So they closed. They didn't give any appointment to Syrians. And through the second semester of my first year in uni, my dad came to me and was like, hey, did you, did you hear what... Going on, I was like, Yeah, what? It's like, Yeah, the Syrian, the German embassy is giving Syrians in interviews now and appointments. It was like, So it was like, Yeah, get ready, we're getting uh, an appointment and you're not losing anything, and why not? I was like, Yeah, okay. Even though a lot of people said, Yeah, there's no way that you're gonna get the visa, like, even my one my family members was like, Yeah, don't put a lot of hope so you don't get like rejected or you get into a depression because you get rejected to, to not traveling or such so just don't give it a hope and actually when I did all my papers and went to travel to Lebanon to do the the interview um, yeah I did the interview it went well 
um yeah you don't get a yes or a no answer till i don't know when like till they call you and yeah i came back to syria continued my uni as if nothing happened just trying um not to, to put a lot of hope on it because i've never heard someone get the visa going to germany through this circumcise circumstances so um yeah um but at some point my my parents were really optimistic about it it's like yeah you're going you're going you're going and since then i put my an idea on, on my mind so like yeah i am like every th- morning i wake up i say like yeah i am in germany i am in germany i'm in germany for example i opened the window of my room and smelled the fresh air it was like oh the fresh air in germany is so it's so great like as if i am there and um after four months the embassy like a, a strange number calls me it's like hey Rudo Barudi. it was like yeah it's like yeah uh, we need your passport and we need health insurance to come to the embassy. And since, like, they won't ask about the health insurance if you didn't get the visa, so I get, it's like, yeah, I got the visa, baby. <laughs> I'm going to Germany. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nobody believed it. I went to Lebanon, took my visa. Two days after my visa, I was in Germany, so I was like packing really quick, packing everything. And it was the craziest period of my life because there was a lot of up and downs and such. Um, But I'm so lucky to be here and so lucky to have the visa because I have some friends who applied to the visa and they got an answer after two years. They've been waiting for the answer for two years. So, um, yeah, for four months comparing to two years, that's crazy. So, um, you, for you, after getting to Germany and after all this happened, uh, when yesterday put out the, um, the entire documentary and the dreams that they were asking their subscribers for, uh, did you ever imagine that you would probably get through? Because I know there were so many applications then that I'd seen... Yeah. And I didn't apply yeah. for the same thought that, okay, there are so many subscribers, there's no chance I'm getting through. Yeah. So how did so that the happen? fun part, So the fun part that nobody knows that actually I didn't see the documentary then. So I was on my Instagram. The documentary is not online yet. So it's like, I think one day before they uploaded it to their website, Amor was live on Instagram for 10 minutes letting the people have a sneak peek. So I was watching the sneak peek from the documentary and it was the first 10 minutes. And the first 10 minutes, there is this challenge that they did. And I was like, hi, this is my chance. I'm going to post my my post for the challenge before the video is out. Like, I'm going to do this now. So um, I watched the first 10 minutes, I was so hyped, I was like, I had this feeling that, dude, you won't lose anything, and who cares what the people would say if I post something like that, I don't care what they say. I was like taking 50 photos trying to take the best, and I was like, wait a second, let me try to find the most funniest way, attractive way to attract them to my post. I was sitting and thinking, writing my dreams, 
what I want. And I was like, Northern Lights. Northern Lights is one of my top list since I was a child. And do you know Brother Bear? The movie Brother Bear? So Brother Bear is a cartoon. I think it's a Disney movie. And it's like two bears. It's like a kid's movie. And this movie was the first time that I saw the Northern Lights. And I was so confused when I was a kid. I was like, what, what, what are these lights in the sky? So weird and so like rare and so unique. And I was like, since when I got older, I was like, oh, these are like really, people can see them and there's space, like places where you can go and period times, specific times that you can see them. I was like, dude, this this one one day I'm going to do this in my life. So I put this in number one. I was like, okay, nothing lights, cold, cold, cold. Okay. I looked around. I was like, wait a second. I have, I have my winter jacket. I have my gloves. I have my scarf. I have everything. And during that time, it was summer. So I was wearing the jacket and wearing everything and trying to take the best picture. And if you scroll to my camera roll, you're going to see like 50 <laughs> so I went to the library, printed the the pictures, printed the Yes Theory logo, printed some Northern Lights pictures, and I did the posters, sticker, and such, wrote and everything. Um, <laughs> I took the picture. That's why I started sweating because it's so warm <laughs> in my room, and I was like, "That's it. I'm gonna post it." And so weird because. During that time, I had a lot of friends from the SFAM, and nobody, I don't know, nobody shared or took part of this challenge. I don't know why. It felt so weird because I am the only person from my friends who posted the challenge. And it was like, hey guys, can you make me a favor? Just comment yes theory or share it. And... I have, if you go to my Instagram and go to highlight yes dream, hashtag yes dream, I kept the people who shared my post and it was plenty. It was literally plenty. Like there's people that I didn't know. There's friends of friends who, who shared it. I didn't know them. There are a lot of people commenting and tagging yes theory. And when I, when I met Amor and Matt, they told me like, yeah, dude, by the way, we saw your post eight hours after it was posted because everybody was like um, spamming yes theory and sending the posts and everything. I was like, holy moly, dude. <laughs> and that's why I was like, this won't even happen without my friends. Literally, this won't even happen. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you guys. Because I've got a lot of support, a lot of love, a lot of messages a lot of friends that I didn't talk to them like for five years or six years sending me a message congratulations or such it's like oh it's, it feels so good to have all the support and love from strangers and friends either like that I met them in real life or in a meetup or something or even I just texted them online so it was it was it was crazy. This is the power of the SFM. So, um, you got a call from Matt first. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, how it happens? So basically, I wake up. I used to wake up at uni. I used to wake up every day at five thirty in the morning because I need to catch a bus at seven. So I need to take a shower and the morning routine. And so I'm an admin on Yes Theory Meetups page. So we get in contact with like Yes Theory about posting such and ideas and everything. So um, I woke up like 5.30 and I got a notification. Yes Theory sent me a DM. I was like, yeah, this, maybe they send us something on the Yes Theory page. I go to the STV page, wait a second, there is no DM, there is nothing there. I was like, wait a second, I opened my profile, I was like, holy moly, what's going on? And Matt sent me a message like, hey dudes, can you, would you be able um, to hop on a call soon? Early, uh, like, soon in this day or something, hashtag, like, then hashtag Matt. I was like jumping. I was like, there's no way they're gonna send me a message. I knew this is about the yes stream. I knew it because why would they even send me a text? So it was like 5.30 in the morning jumping and like I need two coffees to be, to be awake. When I read that message, I was awake in seconds. I was like jumping, dancing and everything. And the same day when I came back from uni, my roommate came to me and was like, what the hell did you do in the morning? 5 a.m. in the morning. What the hell are you doing? I was like, dude, chill for a second. If When you know why I was jumping and dancing, you will know why. I told him, he was like, dude, you're the craziest person ever. <laughs> oh, my God. And since then, um, I hopped on a call. So this is some stuff that nobody knows what happened. So actually, it wasn't Norway. It was Alaska. But the thing is, um, I need... I am banned from the US because of Trump banning, uh, banning um, Syrians. So I told Matt, I was like, yeah, Matt, uh, that would be cool. Like, yeah, you're traveling after five days to Alaska. I was like... Dude, that was crazy, but uh, there's a problem. He was like, yeah, do you need a visa? He was like, nah, I wish that I need a visa, but I am banned. It was like, he was so confused. He was like, banned? What do you mean banned? Why are you banned from the US? What the hell did you do? I was like, no, I'm Syrian and Trump banned and everything. He was like, oh, damn it, man. This Trump, Trump, man, what's the hell? What's going on? So, yeah, I was like, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to call you, like, after two days or three and see what's going on. I was like, yeah, it's fine. If it didn't work, that's it's fine. Thank you for the call and everything. And he was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. We can stay in touch. After three days, he calls me. I was like, hey, dude, what's up? It's confirmed. We're going to Norway. You, me, and Omar. I was like, oh, dude, nice, 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 nice. Um, since then I couldn't wait I and they told me to keep it low but there's a chance that they're gonna surprise the yes fam in Aachen it depends on how tired they are so um, so I sent in the Aachen yes fam messenger group that hey guys there might be a sp spontaneous meetup and it's totally worth it 
and I can't tell now if it's gonna happen or not, but it's totally worth it, 100%, 1000% worth it, and it's gonna, I'm gonna see how spontaneous you are. And everybody was so, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? This is the first time you're so secretive, like you're not talking. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't. <laughs> so um, I went to the airport, I picked uh, Matt and Amar from the airport and came back to Aachen. And I was like, yeah, let's meet the Yes fam. And they were really like from jet lag and such. So they were awake. And I sent them a message, hey guys, pizza at my place and everything come there's a package from the boys in LA they sent it to me and I went now to pick it up it's for the Aachen Yes Farm and I can't open it till you come and it was like everybody was like yeah I don't want to come and well, like I have uni I have exams and everything dude you need to come this this package is huge <laughs> and they came Man and Omar were hiding, uh, hiding in my room. They came in and I was like, yeah, where's the package? Where's the package? And suddenly Omar and Matt enters the living room and everybody was like, what the actual fuck? What's going on? What's going on? It's, it's a dream. It's literally a dream. Oh my, like till now I remember that, that scene, everybody was like, what? That's, <laughs> that can't be here. Yeah, that can't be real. <laughs> everybody was like mind blown. What the hell is going on? And we spent the whole night with Man and Omar. We went out for drinks and, and just chill and talking about the meetups and the Yes Fam and uh, like the funny stories to tell the crazy totally stories to tell the adventures everything and they were they were really happy they like even Amar and Matt they like they, they teared up knowing that all people meet even though they're not there because they didn't know anything about meetups and such so it was it was mind-blowing for us and for them <laughs> To hear the rest of the conversation, where Rida talks about going to Malta with his friend and playing music on the roads to complete a challenge of surviving without money. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.